Welcome to Christian Coach Podcast. Our mission is to serve coaches through conversations so they can lead like Jesus. I am Chad Simpson. I'm joined by my co-host, Gian Lemmy. Hey, Chad. Hey, Gian. Man, I uh, I just was reflecting on our journeys through coaching, how mine's been different than yours. Yours is different than this guy's and that guy. Everybody has had just a different journey. And uh, today's guest really had a beautiful journey. Ryan Gautier, he has been the assistant soccer coach at Hannibal LaGrange. He's the director of sports management at the University of Valley Forge. And he's also been involved in some um, youth soccer um, at the elite level. And uh, today I think you're gonna really enjoy hearing from his story and his journey. Um, and let's get into this episode right now. Ryan Gautier, it's so good to have you on the Christian Coach Podcast. Man, uh, me and Gian, uh, we've been on this uh, pursuit here and love just chatting with coaches and hearing their heart. And uh, we're trying to get to this question of what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Yeah, I, uh, I think ultimately for me in, in considering the question is the same as saying, what does it mean to be a Christian? Uh, I think really the application is the same, right? Like it's just a, a profession that you get to apply what it looks like to be a Christian within. Uh, I think for me, um, something, uh, a simple verse that I've uh, kind of held to is, is Luke 10, 27 of just, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and your neighbor as yourself. And when, for me, when looking at it through kind of a, a Christian coach perspective, um, one of the, the reasons that I got into it in the first place is I felt like my coaches were really influential in my life. And uh, I actually, when I was in high school, really felt called to, to missions. Um, and then as, a, as I kind of processed like what to be, what to major in, in college and all that uh, fun stuff, it was like, what better mission field is there than, than coaching, you know, and, and teaching? Uh, you've got youth that, that really are trying to figure out themselves and what they believe and who they are. Uh, and so if I, can, if I can love God and love them uh, through the role, uh, it's, the same, it's the same thing as what I should be doing as a Christian. I just get to apply it to a different demographic or uh, a different space in which I think kids are more receptive and open because you're not like the weird math teacher or whatever. Like, you're cool because you're passionate about the same thing they're passionate about. And, and then you get to do missions in that space. I love that. I love that. I agree hundred percent. It's a, it's a beautiful mission field for us all. And, uh, you know, we, we got to see each other a little bit, um, they're on Liberty's campus doing kinesiology. And, and I just have to say that you were for sure the, the 4.0 student sitting in the front row, taking great notes. And I was, I was in the back, back slacking a little bit, but, um, always looked up to you and, but just connect the dots for us on, tell us about your childhood and your sports involvement, uh, how you got to Liberty and, and what you're doing now. Yeah. So I, um, I grew up in, in Eastern Pennsylvania, outside of Philly, um, really to a family. I was the oldest of four kids and we uh, were very involved in our church. My dad was a deacon. Like we, we were there Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, you know, the, the whole bit. Um, and so it was very much like a, 
kind of something that, that we did. And um, as I kind of grew up in that space, you end up in this, I went to a Christian school. So it was kind of this like bubble almost of uh, Christianity. And uh, from a soccer perspective, I first actually um, played baseball. My dad played baseball and I had a friend that, that played soccer. And so I did rec soccer and that was it. Like I never played baseball again. I played soccer and played travel soccer. And interesting thing is like, one of the reasons that I've gotten into coaching is because uh, I feel that my, my potential as a player was kind of untapped a little, like I had a lot of really great people involved in coaching capacities that spoke into my life, but none that were very knowledgeable about soccer. Um, and so anyhow, so I, I didn't really, I think in retrospect, I could have played at a college level or whatever. I had a couple of coaches at camps and stuff talk to me, but I never had a coach say like, Ryan, like this is what you could achieve as a soccer player. And so it just wasn't really on my, my radar. Um, and so as I was graduating, uh, I wanted to go to a bigger school. Uh, at the time, I wanted to pursue exercise science. And uh, Liberty was one of the only schools that, that was a Christian school that offered it. Uh, and I remember going to, to Seafall for the first time. And I told my parents on the phone, like, like this is like Disney World. Like, this campus is so huge. And, and um, the Vine Center, like the whole bit, like I distinctly remember. Um, and so it was kind of a no brainer. Like I literally didn't apply to another college, didn't get accepted to another college. Like that was it. Um, and so during my time there, I kind of feel like I went with this like scope of that. I felt like I kind of had my faith, you know, like I, I kind of knew what I believed. And then it kind of dawned on me, like no one's making me go to church, you know, like I don't have to continue doing these things. Uh, and so it was this realization, like, is this my parents' faith or is this, is this my faith? You know, like, is this what my parents believe? And, or is this something that's like really part of my theology? Um, which like what better space to kind of do that in when you have other people around you uh, to kind of help direct and influence. And uh, so I felt like my time at Liberty was really, was really formative uh, for sure. Um, emotionally, at, you know, in my education, professionally, but really spiritually as well. Um, so I kind of, so I shifted from exercise science to health and PE uh, because like I said before, I wanted to, I wanted to use it as a mission field. Um, and I was dead set on, I'm going to go into public education. Like, I want to get out of this bubble and I want to evangelize and I want to get into public schools. And uh, my now wife and I were dating at the time. And so I wanted a job so I could propose and like, that was it. And I applied to like, I don't know, like 30 schools or 40 schools. And at the time it was like putting papers in a, in a manila, like a folder, like, you know, an envelope and mailing them off to all these schools in, in Virginia or whatever. And I didn't get a single interview. I'm like, I have a good GPA, like I was a, I was a, a RA, like how am I not getting interviews for these places? And I got an interview for this one school, which was a Christian school in Western Maryland. And I was like, no, like I'm not doing it. You know, like I, I'm just not interested. So the phone, phone interview goes well, they invite me out for an in-person interview. I do the interview, they invite me out for a second interview. And I remember like driving out, like all the way across Pennsylvania uh, on the turnpike and like, having to pull, pull off the side of the road. And Caitlin was on the phone and just sobbing, like, 
what in the world? Like, I thought for sure God was calling me to missions through public education. Like, I don't really want this job, you know, like, but it's my only job that's on the table at the moment. And so kind of prayed through it and literally uh, accepted the job, like on a Friday, moved on a Sunday, I think. And we started school Monday. Like, it was like a super fast turn turnaround and uh, ended up being there for three years. Um, that's when I first got into coaching uh, more fully. Halfway through the year, the uh, it's kind of funny, like now from where I'm at, when I first was like, I'm interested in soccer, they were like, hey, why don't you be the assistant coach for the co-ed JV team, right? So like that's the origin story of my, of my coaching mm-hmm. journey. Uh, then the head varsity girls coach um, stepped down halfway through the year. And so Caitlin and I stepped in. Um, they played in the spring. And so we, it was the first uh, winning record they ever had in program history, the first playoff win they'd ever had. Then you're, uh, and we made it to the championship. Um, and so by the third year, won the championship. Uh, I think only had like one loss all year. And uh, they just kind of grew and like, fully invested in these girls uh, on and off the field, stepped into an athletic director role, helped start a local soccer club, um, was a volunteer assistant at the local D3 school. So like it's kind of all in, in this, you know, space, but um, it just, I was like, felt like I was wearing like four hats and getting paid for like half of a hat, you know, Uh, and was just ready to kind of move on. Um, And once again, kind of the same God thing, I had applied to these jobs and like nothing. So I'm at the, at the time I was halfway through my master's in athletic administration, uh, not getting any, any even interviews. Like someone just talked to me. Like, I feel like I can communicate well, and like sell myself a little in an interview, nothing. Even, even a local Christian school uh, college here for an assistant athletic director job told me I was overqualified. And I'm like, God, what are you doing? You know, like what, what is going on here? And so I was supposed to be going to a, a coaching course um, in in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, a really good friend of mine asked me to be in their wedding and dates conflicted. So I ended up having to shift it to Chicago. So literally, uh, I uh, attended the wedding, left the wedding on a Sunday night, drove home to Maryland and left my house at like 3 a.m. and drove to Chicago because I couldn't afford a plane ticket uh, for this coaching course. Um, I remember calling my grandma on the phone to like, keep me awake. It was, I was so exhausted. And so I, I get there, I sit down, I just start shooting the breeze with this guy and who ends up being the uh, assistant women's coach at Hannibal LaGrange university. Uh, so we're talking about kind of coaching and, and at a Christian school and kind of how that looks. And I was like, this is great. You know, like connecting with someone who's in, you know, a Christian coach right off the bat. Uh, and so then, um, asked him for suggestions of how to like get into college coaching mm-hmm. because of something that I was ambitious to do. And he was like, well, our assistant men's job is actually open. Are you interested? And so I, I text Caitlin was like, like, what do you think about moving to Missouri? And she was like, the people actually live in Missouri. Like I thought it was just cows and, and like corn and stuff. And so, um, we do the interview. Uh, I get into the final three uh, she, and we're like, is this really happening? You know, like, like college coaching, like I didn't even play college soccer and I've been a coach for three years. Like, is this really happening right now? 
So then she starts applying to, to schools for teaching. Gets a call the next day uh, with the principal. And uh, they're basically like, we've got three jobs in the school district and you can pick which one you want, but we want you. So if you come, you're coming. So now I'm a little salty because like, I didn't even get offered the job yet. And she already has a job on the table. Um, so anyhow, we got offered the job and uh, sight unseen, we're like, God, like you clearly did this, we're moving. And so we, we literally like packed all of our stuff up in a, in a truck, drove across the country. I had never even been like, I'd only flown to Arizona once. I'd never crossed the Mississippi before that uh, or outside of that. And uh, we pull up at an apartment and the head coach had, had coordinated like a local, um, uh, she owned a couple of different apartment complexes to like meet us. We like walk in, we had been living in the back of the principal's house in like this tiny, like we didn't have an oven, you know, like it was so tiny. And so there was a garage and like two bedrooms she was like, what do you think? And we're like, yeah, this is great. Um, and so that was it. Like moved out on a weekend and I started on the Monday um, and ended up being in the Midwest for five years. And so um, uh, got connected with a local club. Um, ironically enough, the, the director of coaching at the time uh, became our pastor. So it was the pastor of this local church. We started attending church. Um, he had, he was actually an adjunct at Liberty and had this connection uh, so it was like totally a God thing. And the program was great. We were nationally ranked uh, for a couple of the years, went to nationals my fourth year there. But uh, there was this overlap with the club and I got to step in as the director of coaching uh, with the club. And so for three of the years, I kind of did both. Like I was full-time at the college, part-time uh, DOC with the club. Uh, the club was growing. And uh, when our son was born, I was like, I can't, I can't be at a, showcase every weekend recruiting or coaching like I, I just can't do it anymore um and so uh I was full-time with the club um for a year and so that's when we had an opportunity to move back to be closer to home um and so I uh kind of got pitched on this on this club in Pennsylvania and I was going to be the director of coaching and I was going to be the general manager of this training facility that he also owned and uh it had grown from like five teams to 17 teams in, in three years. And um, we, they were training these high level, like D1 athletes. And so uh, I moved uh, back. My wife got a really great job teaching at a local Christian school. Um, and I only lasted seven months. Uh, and it was just became something that I was working like 60 hours a week, which was taxing of itself, but like I can, I can kind of put my nose down and, and grind, especially if I know that it's like a season and we're working towards something. Um, but I was one of four time staff members when we started, by the time I resigned, I was the last one uh, and the others hadn't been replaced. Like I just absorbed all of their responsibilities. And so, and, and there was just some like unethical things going on um, that I was like, I, I just can't, I, I can't be a, Christian and go along with this because like I'm the one answering the phone phone and like it's associated with me and like this isn't this isn't now gray anymore like this is just this is just wrong and uh so without another job in place resigned um and which was really hard like we had just closed on a house and so I was like how in the world are we going to pay for this mortgage and blah 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 and so um 
struggled for this period of time where I was coaching a little bit with this local club uh, and actually had this, this, uh, so I got into my B license, which was like one of the higher licenses in the United States in, in coaching uh, and then resigned. And so uh, I called the, the uh, instructor that I had, I knew from a previous course in Iowa uh, and I called him and was like, dude, I don't have a team. Like, how am I supposed to get assessed coaching these, these high level athletes? Like, I don't even have a team. And he was actually really influential in this period and was like, look, like a lot of people go through the whole coaching careers, just like next thing, next accolade, next accomplishment, next win. And he's like, they, they then get to the end and they realize like they, they sacrifice the family, they sacrifice time, like just, and it wasn't worth it. And he was like, you're at a point where you get to hit like the read the pause button and not very many people get to do that. And so like, just sit in that space for a while and don't rush out of it. Like really sit and kind of see like, why are you coaching? What do you want to accomplish? What's the right balance with your family? Uh, at the same time, I was kind of on a, on a spiritual level, like, God, like I thought that I was passionate about coaching. Like, do I even, do I even love it anymore? Um, and what did you gift me in? And I, I felt like in that space, like it was just kind of raw. Uh, and I was kind of raw, you know, and I was working at a local running store just to make kind of ends meet. And um, got to the space where I was like, look, like, God, you've gifted me in coaching and teaching and I'm passionate about both. And I'm okay if, if the athletes aren't the best athletes or whatever, like, I just want to be in a space where I can impact people and I can get back to why I wanted to do it in the first place. And then it's, it's missional and uh, show me, you know, kind of what you have for me. And then it was like two more months of like, like waiting for the job to actually come about. Um, and so I sent an email to a local soccer club uh, about kind of going, coming on their staff. They essentially were like, what, how many teams do you want? How much money do you need to make? Like, let's figure it out. Uh, and so I committed to them and it was kind of like almost a full-time uh, gig. Um, at the same time, I had interviewed for this uh, head coaching job at a D D3 school, uh, women's job, but it was part-time and they offered it to me, but I was like, I can't, I can't. Like, it's in the, in the middle of the day. Like I can't, for what you're paying, it's just, I can't make it happen. So then the athletic director called and uh, was like, our sports management director, professor, uh, isn't returning. Are you interested? You could be full-time in that capacity and then, and then coach. Uh, and the women's program was not, was not good. Like it was like kind of the bottom of the D3 barrel, you know? Um, and so I was like, okay, let's do the interview process. They offered me the job, but I didn't feel like I could back out of my club commitment. So all of, kind of 2019 to, to 2020, uh, I did both. And so it was like the fall was insane teaching four classes that, and not having taught before. So all the, the preps and lectures and all that stuff, uh, coaching a session after school for uh, the college then driving and coaching two more sessions for the two club teams I was coaching. Uh, and so it was just crazy. Like my Google calendar was like all over the place. Uh, but I was like, I was loving it and was so much more fulfilled and was impacting people and like was able to pour into the, the girls at the college. And um, we weren't great at soccer, uh, but grew a lot and um, improved a lot. I think we went I don't know, five and 10 or something like that. And so uh, 
was just a really kind of good space for me. Um, then child number two uh, was coming along. Uh, we needed to kind of change some things within the family. And so got a really great opportunity with a local soccer club to step back in as the director of coaching. So, so left the other club uh, to be uh, kind of the head of, of this one, which is like 20 minutes closer to home and much more in line with me philosophically. Uh, and the school was gracious enough to allow me to stay on adjunct and do the director role part-time. And so that's kind of kind of where I'm at now, which is um, a really great kind of balance to get back to a place where I can make, I can get paid to do what I love and uh, kind of do some administrative roles, both with the at the college um, in, in academia and uh, at the club, and also coach and teach and kind of be in the classroom on the field with the kids. Uh, and so it's been kind of quite the journey and. I joke in, in soccer, people say like, if, if you're like up against it and you go down and score a counterattack goal, it's like against the run of play, you know? And so I kind of feel like my life is a little against the run of play. Like who would have thought that me not playing college soccer, I get to like coach at a nationally ranked program and go to nationals and be the director of coaching for now three different clubs and get my B license and all that stuff. But all of it's just been a, God thing, you know, like where it's just like I get to be along for the ride, and I feel like if I if I love him and, and love people and pursue excellence and, and try to do it to his glory and like give it my best and work hard, then you know I'm kind of doing what he's called me to do. And I'm I'm fascinated with with people's journeys, with coaches' journeys, and every time I hear all the um, the moves and the uh, turnarounds and the unsuspected things. It just encourages me to know that, that um, God's got a plan and he's working it. And even if it seems a little wild and crazy for you to go to the Christian school, to the to Missouri, and then back to PA is pretty crazy. But I wanted to ask, take me back to the, um, you said it was about two months where you kind of had to push a pause and um, gather up your your life a little bit and figure out moving forward do i want to stay in coaching um do I, does god have something different for me what did you do to um to discern and and dig inside your heart to know what you wanted to do moving forward yeah it was a that's a really good question and it was kind of multifaceted, i guess right like coaching in that seven months of employment had become uh such a job and so um, just fatiguing and kind of toxic in the environment that I was in, that it was very difficult to put the energy into it and to be growing spiritually in my personal life when I'm working so many hours and uh, or growing spiritually and connected my family. And so I just felt like empty and exhausted. And uh, so, so it was kind of that personally, like just taking time to rest and read and dig it back into God's word more intentionally. Um, but also like, uh, I, I like to run. And so it was like long runs of like podcasts and sermons and just like silence and like mm. pr trying to process. But I think the most influential was throughout the journey. There's been some people that God's kind of brought into my life that some soccer, some pastor, some friend, some, I was the coach of their kid, or they were my assistant coach or like all over the place. And I just kept like reaching out and like just kind of sharing 
my heart and what I was going through and almost like, like tell me what to do, you know, like tell me my, what I should do as a next step. Like I respect you fully. What's my next step. And almost and literally every single one, like probably six of them were all like, you're asking the right questions. And I was like, that's not what I want to hear. You know, like, like I want the answer to the question. That's why I came to you. And so it was just this like over and over. And I got to a point where I was like, instead of just trying to get the result, you know, like so much of my personality, I'm kind of type A and result oriented. So it's like, and in coaching, you kind of end up like that. Like we need to get this win. We need to get this recruit. We need to accomplish this within our program. We need whatever. Uh, and so then you're all like, this is the result. Same with an athlete. Like I want to be able to accomplish this. I want to be able to run a 5k in this speed. I want to be able to like, whatever the application is. And so then I'm like results driven. And I kind of had to sit in this space of like, just be a part of the process because that's where growth happens and keep asking the questions and then try to try to go to God's word for the, for the answers. And like, sometimes I think we try to over spiritualize it. Like we want this like verse that's like maybe so profound or something like that, but some of it's just simple. Like, like what has God called us to do? And if I'm, and if I'm pursuing him and making his name great and like, what does that look like? And, and it's really kind of simple, you know, it's hard to apply, but the, the concept is kind of simple. And then it's like, look, oh I feel that oftentimes we uh, want this to be like this kind of crazy spiritual calling in terms of what we're doing vocationally. But ultimately I feel like my, like our calling is kind of the same as a Christian. Like we're to, to proclaim him through the way that we live and through our, our impact with people. And uh, if I can then use the gifts and abilities and passions he gave me and, and influence people, then that was kind of my, my realization, but it came through like kind of digging myself, but also like a lot of really good godly people just being like, you're asking the right questions or read this verse or like, like you're on the right track and like, but like li just listening and, and sitting in that space with me, uh, which was really, really influential. And yeah, man, you've done so many cool things. AD, coach, uh, club manager, now professor as well. Um, but if you were given the, the chance to, to go back as a college coach, um, I'm sure you've had some time to reflect on what you did well, and what you maybe could have improved on. But say you had the coach at, at, a, at a school, what would you change from uh, what you've learned in these past few years since getting out of the college coaching? Yeah, I think, um, I think on the whole, there's not a whole lot that I necessarily regret. I do think in an assistant coaching role, one of the things that I don't think I did as well as I would have liked is uh, fully support the, the head coach at times. Like there were some recruits that I brought in that weren't getting playing time. And so I would kind of advocate on their behalf, you know, um, but then it was the head coach's decision. And then I was kind of the, the mediator and it was a really tough space. And I feel like sometimes I like try to kind of placate a little bit instead of like fully back the head coach. And I don't think it was ever detrimental, but I really learned a lot about like, up until that point, I had kind of been like the lead guy, you know, like I was the head coach, I was the one making decisions. And it was really valuable for me in this assistant coaching role to like, like how can I support 
what are gaps in his leadership or his personality or his coaching style that I can kind of morph and fill. Um, and so usually I'm like the structured, assertive, like demanding guy. And that was him. Uh, he was like the ruthless guy. And so then I like kind of had to find this other space. And I don't really know that I did that as effectively uh, as I would like um, at times. And I think the other one, which is maybe just a general, uh, I think where I'm at a little bit in my kind of spiritual walk is that like, I think sometimes at that phase, I wanted to like befriend the players to then like let them see a difference in my life, you know, like this kind of rubbing shoulders, spirituality, evangelism. And I don't think I like effectively spoke truth, you know, and just like, let's just have the hard talk and like, let's just talk about the gospel. And uh, I think ultimately, if I, if I look at, at life, you know, and, and the, I think the older you get, the real, the more you realize how, how fast it goes and how short life is. And I, and I sound really old, but I'm not that old yet. Um, but I, I think in retrospect, I would be more intentional to be like, let's just talk about it. Like, this is your eternal life, you know, like, let's just have the conversation instead of like, can it come up casually on a bus trip, you know, like, let's just be intentional. And I, I wish that I uh, had done that more effectively. Man, thank you. Thank you for the honesty. It's um, really, really good. And uh, this has been really good, Ryan. I lo love your perspective and uh, just want to ask you, how can, how can we be praying for you today? Yeah, I think like uh, it's just about being, being diligent to continue, you know, like um, I think in life, it's maybe for me at this space, like uh, I feel like life is so, so much about just balancing, right? Like some one week I'll like, be exercising really well and be like, man, I feel like I nailed my like training plan for whatever race coming up. And then it's like, but I didn't really spend as much time in the word or, uh, or like, I'll be like, have a week where I'm like, man, I was so productive at work this week. Like we nailed tryouts for the boom. And then, in, and then my family's like, Oh, we haven't really seen you this week. You know, it's just like this, this tension of like, uh, same, like I was just talking to my class the other day in this devotional about how I feel like time is tension where you want to like look ahead and like, how can I, how can I set myself up for success in the future? How can I get the A in the class? How can I accomplish this task? But then so often I'm like not present, you know, like how can I be, how can I be fully engaged in the present moment while also being intentional, you know, in the future? And how can I use the limited resource of time that I have to make the best impact possible. And I think sometimes I get so caught up in the task or like, this is my session and I got to do this and we got to improve our crossing and finishing or whatever. And then I don't notice the kid who's like, just looks a little bummed out and I should have a conversation and you kind of lose your, your missional scope in, in the task. Same thing with kids. It's like, got to do this and pack the lunch and get to school and like just the tasks. And then it's like, am I really, am I really like kind of in the moment making the most to be diligent of my time and then impact the people around me in a way that, you know, demonstrates and proclaims Christ. Uh, and I think that's my biggest uh, kind of balancing act and struggle at the moment. 
Yeah. Well, let's, let's pray for that. I, uh, I, I feel I'm in the same boat and I think so many coaches wrestle with that tension on being present where they're at. And, um, it's hard to, hard to juggle everything, but uh, let's just, uh, we need God's help for sure. So let's just pray and, and ask him, Lord, we just bow down before you, God, and you're our King and you're our savior. Thank you for the gospel, the good news, of, of Jesus saving us uh, from our sin. And thanks so much for this time with Ryan to reconnect. And um, God, we just lift him up right now that you would just help him to, to be present in the moment. Uh, he could uh, be diligent in, in all areas and, and do everything for your name and for your glory. And just uh, thank you for, for him sharing his time with us and, and the lessons he's learned on his journey, his path. And pray you'll continue to use him and bless him uh, right there in, in his home and, and in his work and in his ministry. Um, ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Chad, what a great interview. Um, Ryan described Liberty University as Disney World, um, and that's because he was there in the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Uh, you know, now Liberty is definitely Disney World. It's basically the Disney World of colleges. We have the coolest gadgets, the coolest buildings. Um, and I can definitely relate to that because that's when I, what I describe re to recruits what Disney is like. I say Disney or Liberty is like I describe it as Disney World. Um, but his story is so amazing because he's been to so many different places. He just goes where, you know, the will of the uh, will of God leads him. And I can't relate to that, you know, because I've been at Liberty for so long. I can't relate to that. But what I can relate is how present he was in each stop. And I thought, you know, we talked about in previous episodes how sometimes coaches are always looking for the next thing and the next thing. And he wasn't necessarily looking for the next thing, but it just popped up. And he was he knew that he was in inside God's will. And that's what God wanted him to do. So he did it without regrets. What do you think? Yeah, I uh I loved uh, learning from Ryan, and I really looked up to him as a student and, and as a leader there on campus um, back in our, our days at Liberty. Um, but yeah, I definitely hear his love for his family. He's a family man, and even just recording this interview, you know, I have three small kids, and, and he's got a young young family, and we had to connect at about 11 o'clock at night just to get that episode recorded. Um, but Coach, we are, again, so thankful for you we're uh, we're learning a ton, but we're also very encouraged to hear that others are, are enjoying and growing through this process of just being a better Christian coach. Not so that our names get great, but to make a God's name great. And just remember, you're planted right where you are, and the mission field is right where you're at. <laughs>